0: Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heartlifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Hello and welcome to today's Heart Lift with Janelle. I'm Janelle, your professional heart lifter, here to guide you in today's conversation. I'm so very grateful that you have made your way right here. We are in our very first series on the new podcast, and it is, drumroll please, the MORE series. M-O-R-E was my word for 2020, and little did I know that that four-letter word would expand in a million thousand ways. When you define more, it means a greater or additional amount or degree of something. When I chose that word in January 2020, I had no idea that around the corner was a global pandemic. COVID-19. None of us will ever forget this year. We're still in it. We're still fighting it. As you know, I lost my dear mama to complications of COVID-19, so it's near to my heart. We are going to begin our more series, taking a deep dive as I'm finding out. I spent a <laughs> Lot of time today going down the rabbit hole of gratitude, and it is enlarging my life. I really want to say that this past weekend, I had maybe one of the best weekends I've had in a very long time. And I kept scratching my head, going, I'm laughing more, I'm happier, I'm a little bit more playful. And then I went, Oh my goodness, it's the practice of gratitude. I know it. I know it in my core. Because when you start thinking about gratitude, when you just say gratitude, I'm grateful, I'm so thankful, and you start living your life from that posture of gratitude, it just does something to your brain. Your mental cognitive functioning gets happier. So we're thinking, talking, and learning, and growing, and processing, and practicing gratitude, especially probably up until the holidays. I think we all need a strong, strong, strong dose of the practice of gratitude. I want to start with the meditation that I chose for our brand new mini course, which you can download right now today. I'll even give you permission to stop listening to the podcast, to hop over to JanelleRarden.com, wait for the pink bar to hop down from the top, click on that, and it'll take you to Teachable's website, which is my platform that I am creating courses online with. And all you have to do is put your name and email in. I don't I don't give anyone your email, and you will have this beautiful free mini course available to you and accessible to you whenever you have time to look at it. I created it to be something simple. You can learn, read, grow all under 60 minutes. It's less than an hour, if that. It's just simple enough to whet your appetite and to kind of give you a good kick in the pants that you need to be practicing more gratitude. And I offer within that mini course a 28-day challenge. And I am so excited about it. I created it for an online college course that I curated uh, about three, four years ago now and added some little shifts and changes to it to make it our own. And I have started that 28-day challenge course, that 28-day practice of gratitude, and I'm inviting you to join along with me. Now, I know you're busy. I know many of you mamas are home educating and doing all the things with all the littles. I get that. That's why I created it so that you can do it when you can. It's accessible to you 24 hours a day. It's easy. You just click, 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 move through at your own pace on your own timetable. I know when I had little children, sometimes that might be at 11 o'clock at night or four in the morning, but it's so inspiring and empowering, and it will give you all that you need to just begin the practice of gratitude. So the meditation that I chose was from Psalm 119, verses 17 through 24, and I am reading from the Message Bible. Be generous with me and I'll live a full life. This is like a prayer. We could say, God, be generous with me, and I'll live a full life. Not a minute will I take my eyes off your road. Open my eyes so I can see what you show me of your miracle wonders. I'm a stranger in these parts. Give me clear directions. My soul is starved and hungry, ravenous insatiable for your nourishing commands. And those who think they know so much, ignoring everything you tell them, ah, let them have it. Don't let them mock and humiliate me. I've been careful to do just what you said while bad neighbors maliciously gossip about me. I'm absorbed in pondering your wise counsel. Yes, your sayings on life are what give me delight. I listen to them as to good neighbors what i love in these verses is the just the visual imagery of the words that author eugene peterson chose i want to live a full life we read of that again in john 10:10 10, 10 in the gospel of john and says i jesus says i've come to give you life but to give you more abundant life so many of us just stop at life well, I'm okay. Life's good. But you see, the Jesus that I know and love, he wants to give you more, more joy, more laughter, more fulfillment, more passion, more intimacy, more pleasure with your partner, more everything that's positive and good. Eugene talks about being given miracle wonders. When I read that, open my eyes so I can see what you show me of your miracle wonders Well, goodness, I I think that sounds a whole lot like everyday epiphanies. That's the name of our free mini course, everyday epiphanies. An epiphany is an aha moment. It's an intuitive moment that takes your breath away. And I love to say that an epiphany is surrounded by friends like wonder and awe and surprise and beauty and grandeur. Oh. I love that he says, my soul is starved and hungry, ravenous, insatiable for your nourishing commands. Oh, my friends, we serve a God who is so willing, so ready, so able to just bestow upon us tremendous joy. I love the words penned by William Arthur Ward. He writes, gratitude can transform common days into Thanksgivings, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. I bet some of you listening could use a little bit of your common day being turned into Thanksgiving and your routine jobs being transformed into joy. We all could use a big old dose of that right now. As I prepared for today's conversation, I couldn't stop thinking about an old, old story from the Gospel of Luke. The minute I start to read it, you're probably going to go, oh, yeah, 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 I know that story. It's a story I revisit on occasion just to remind myself to be grateful. And I thought we would celebrate it today in Lexio Divina fashion, which if you're new to our Stronger Everyday community is a contemplative spiritual practice that means divine reading. So you take a portion of scripture. I like it when it's read to me, so I'll do that today and just let it soak into you. And you enter into the story as if you were transported back in time, noticing postures, noticing the characters, noticing the setting. You just notice. What do you notice? So I'm going to read it twice. First time, listen, take a little break and think about it. Then I'll read it again. And take your time here. That's why I love the podcast platform, because you can pause it when you need to take the time to meditate or to think, or to just let something soak deep. So here we go. If you're not driving or if you're not walking and you can close your eyes, I encourage you to do so. Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. (sighs) Just take a few moments. Did you hear any whispers? Did you hear any thoughts rise in your soul, your spirit, your mind? What did you notice most? Now our second reading, Luke seventeen eleven through 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. Were not all ten cleansed? Where, then, are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except the foreigner?" Then he said to him, and I'm sure he looked him straight in the eye, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord thanks be to God. So take your time. Just take a moment. If you just need to pause, listen, be quiet, let that soak in your soul. I'll be here when you get back. I'm not going anywhere. So why this story? Why this story today? Well, I feel so strongly that, you know, some of us some of us have a natural propensity to be more grateful. You know, we see life from an optimistic point of view. That would be me most of the time. I see the the cup half full. That's not always a great thing, but it is a propensity that I lean towards. So I'm, I lean, it's a little easier for me to be grateful and a little bit more positive. But some of you are a little bit more pessimistic. If you know anything about the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram 2, which leads me, when I'm healthy, to be a very strong, healthy 4. Some of you might be an Enneagram 6, and if you're unhealthy, it does lead to a little bit of like an ER syndrome, you know, or... Oh, hum, doom, and gloom. You see the worst case scenarios. But when you're healthy, when you're healthy, we need you. I need someone in my life, like I just said, to say, have you thought about this? This could really go wrong. Oh, no, no, no. It won't go wrong. We'll deal with it. It'll. I'll figure it out. No. If I am putting together a team I'm going to need someone on my team who is an Enneagram six, healthy, hopefully, or in the transformational process, who will say to me, you know, you need to think about this, that that could be a possible problem. I need that. So I thought this is a great thing to really talk about on the onset of our journey into practicing gratitude, because not, it's not easy to do. Even in our brain, our brain has a negativity bias. It likes things that are negative in the sense because it has to work harder on it. We say that all the time here in the stronger everyday community. You know, give me a compliment and I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Give me criticism and I'm going to think about it for a long time and I'm going to probably tear myself down. I have to process it. So this isn't a new precedent either in this story of the 10 men with leprosy. Leprosy in that time was definitely a skin disease. In this story, commentators say it's it's a skin disease, of course. They're not sure the uh, gravity of it or how difficult or how, how hard it was. But these men had worked outcasts. They had been placed outside of the city gates. So they were not allowed into the city. So that's why they're standing at a distance and that's why they call in a loud voice so they can make sure that this man called Jesus, who they've heard about as a healer, will hear them. Well, he does hear them and he says, go, go show yourself to the priests because the priests have to approve them so they can come back into the city. And they go and they're cleansed, but only one of them notices Only one of them notices. Wow. It's really interesting, isn't it? So I have to ask here, this is the the teaching point to me, the pause as a teacher is I would be like, okay, so am I one out of 10? Am I one out of 10? Would I be the one out of the 10 that if I'm healed, I'm running back to God and thanking him and praising him and giving him glory? I read one commentary that said, perhaps this is the man who had received so many times blessings from God that he was overflowing at this final blessing. No one really knows. These are all just wise, theological, discerning thoughts. Was it because he had received money for food for his family. Was there a reason that this was the tipping point for him, that he was just now so utterly grateful? But he was the one out of the 10. 90% of the healed population didn't come back and say thank you. Where are you today? Are you the one out of the 10? Maybe the other nine were just so excited they ran in haste. But even so, I don't want to be someone running in haste or rushing through life like we talked about in last week's episode, rushing through life, not showing up for life. All the manifold everyday epiphanies that we receive from God and we don't even notice. Oh, I'm not here to put shame on blame. No, no, no shame here. This is not a shame culture. We are a grace culture, but I'm here to say, are you the one out of the ten? Take a moment. Re-listen to the Lexio Divina of this beautiful passage. Listen with your family in tonight's family time around the dinner table. Tell everyone, let's, let's practice hushing. Let's have a hushing moment. I don't even think it would take three minutes to listen to that Lexio Divina. Engage your children in a conversation about what it means to be the one out of 10 who comes back and says, thank you, mom. Thank you for making me that grilled cheese sandwich for lunch today. Thank you, mom, for teaching me the hundredth time my phonics so that I can read one day. Thank you, dad, for going to work today or locking yourself up in the office while we're screaming in the background playing trying to work. Be the one in 10 who comes, takes time, takes pause, takes a moment, catches their breath, and remembers to be grateful. In verse 16, when it reads, he threw himself at Jesus's feet and thanked him. Thanked him there is your, I cannot say this properly in the Greek, you're just going to have to except my apology, but it's eucharisteo is the way I would say it. It's a verb, and it means to be grateful, to express gratitude towards. So gratitude is an action word. It's one of the deep emotions. It's one of the perplexing emotions, right? Complicated. It's a state of being as we have already impressed into our foundation of understanding it, Today, we add to that, that it's something that has to be expressed towards someone. We have to give it away. We can't keep it to ourselves because they they won't know. We have to use our words and take the time to express it. Say, thank you. I'm so grateful for this hot bowl of soup that's sitting before me and the piece of bread that I get to dip into it and taste its succulents. (laughs) Are you one out of the 10? Are you the one that's coming in Eucharisteo? Anne Voskamp, in her beautiful book, One Thousand Gifts, Dare to Live Fully Right Where You Are, speaks of Eucharisteo, I encourage you to grab that on Kindle or on Amazon and eat from its fruit. It's a classic. So what makes us ungrateful? That was the question that kept knocking on my heart as I was continuing to prepare for today. And I found uh, several articles, but one is called, Why is Gratitude So Hard for Some People? by Summer Allen, written in uh, Mind and Body. And it is on the greatergood.berkeley.edu website. She writes, there are many benefits to being grateful. Gratitude is good for your psychological well-being, your relationships, and possibly even your physical health. Well, I know that without the shadow of a doubt, it's good for our physical health. But the truth is that some people have more grateful dispositions than others. For some of us, gratitude just doesn't come as easy. Research suggests that these differences may be rooted in our brains, our genes, and even our personalities. And we just talked about that. But if you're having trouble feeling grateful, don't despair. Gratitude isn't purely hardwired. Thank goodness. I'm so grateful for that. And in this article, Summer Allen gives some great ideas about how to improve the practice of gratitude. She talks really the bottom line, just to condense the article, because you can certainly read it yourself. I will post it in the show notes, and in that comes through my blog. So be sure to subscribe to Janelle Rardon. that's dot com just go and look for that pink bar to hop down and subscribe. You'll be subscribed not only to the mini course, but also to my blog. And in the blog, I give all the show notes and all the connection to all the myriad of resources that I suggest and use in the podcast. It's a great article. She talks about how we can develop our brain, our cognition. Well, we're all about that here. And she also talks about what stops gratitude, which I just found so incredibly interesting. And that one of the major things that stops gratitude, you're going to guess it with me. I know you are. Yeah. Rushing. (laughs) Busyness. Busy, busy, busy. The busy badge. And that's just the one I'm going to sit on and talk about because it's where we're at, even in lockdown, even in quarantine. Because busyness has more to do with the state of our soul and our mind and our heart than it does our body. So we have to calm down on the nervous system level in order to have some calm in our body. Believe me, I'm a lifetime practitioner student of calming down my nervous system. In fact, this morning, I went for a special treatment. It's a massage that actually affects your nervous system and causes it to come to a state of homeostasis. And I've been doing that for a while, and it is helping tremendously. So also in this account, when Jesus talks to the one in the 10 that comes back, he says in verse 19, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Wow. The account concludes here with a a departure blessing, a departing blessing. This man that comes back gets another blessing. What does that say? The one in 10 who expresses his feelings vocally and emotionally and sensory, he comes back, he gets another blessing. And this blessing is deeper than an external physical blessing. His skin has been cleansed, and I believe his whole entire body has been cleansed from the leprosy disease. Because Jesus doesn't heal just externally. He heals us from the inside out, my friends. And I believe when this man came back, he got an increase of blessing on his life. Because when we practice gratitude, when we move through our day at a pace that notices God's grandeur, that just notices God's presence, we, my friends, will be doubly blessed blessed. Because those everyday epiphanies open up, they shower down blessings from God. They lift our spirits, they make our hearts feel lighter, and they make our frowns turn upside down into a smile. From this beautiful commentary, the writer says, He said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. The phrase made you well, or make you whole, as it is in the King James, is the Greek word sozo. And there's a beautiful therapeutic spiritual practice called sozo prayer, which I highly recommend you learning more about. The word is commonly translated to save, sozo to save. So Jesus is really saying, rise and go, your faith has saved you. A soter, S-O-T-E-R, is a savior, a deliverer, and the noun form soteria is used widely of salvation. So sozo in this context actually means to preserve or rescue from natural dangers and afflictions, to save, to keep you from harm, to preserve you, to rescue you, specifically keep you safe or free from disease. This passage hints that, at the fact that Jesus offers this leper more than others. They received healing, but this Samaritan receives a deeper salvation in addition. Oh, that's more. Remember, more means a greater or additional amount or degree of something. I want more of my heavenly father's blessings. I don't want to stop it life. I want full, abundant, extravagant life. Wow. This is so good. I hope you think it's as good as I do. His faith prompted him to return to the feet of Jesus in thanks. And that personal contact, that personal submission and gratitude signifies a soul healing That is more than skin deep. Wow. You know what? I had more. (laughs) But I'm stopping there today. I think this is plenty for us to meditate on, to think about, to swallow, to digest, and hopefully be able to put into practice today as we move through the day. My friends, I hope you have a great rest of the week. Always remember, you have value, worth, and dignity. Oh, P.S. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. I don't want you to miss any of these upcoming episodes. They're so good. They're literally making me so much happier and more grateful and uh, more pleasant to all those in my spheres of influence, and you know that is our goal here. So please be sure to subscribe, JanelleRerden.com slash podcast, and leave a review on any of the platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere and everywhere. I'd so appreciate you helping me spread the word to heart lift everyone at such a time as this. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRarden.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.